he's just he makes a childhood wish. Have you not seen Ted? No, I have no. Of course, well, I missed the. I the think I've seen seventy-five percent of Ted. I think, I think. we're gonna Didn't have, you have to, to watch put Ted, Ted Two together. Ted Two was on in the, uh, was there while I was in the theater, but they don't explain Ted's origin in Ted Two. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, pretty pretty right. iconic poster. Oh, I, I reminds me of that one. Uh, it reminds me of that one PlayStation magazine ad where Rayman is pissing and everyone's looking at his. Yes, yeah. <laughs> presumably because it is. Not attached to his body, right? That's the bit. I know. I think the tagline is like, I think the tagline is like, uh, Rayman 2 even bigger than before or something like that. Yeah. They're making a dick joke. Yeah, it definitely is. But But, I think you're right, Kim. The the implication is that all his other limbs are disconnected from his body. Do you think the balls are attached to the dick, though? Or are the balls also freestanding? Balls are part of the dick, in my opinion. So it's just that the face is just like a a separation. He's got a deal, though, that hangs out in front of where his crotch is. No, what if the balls were connected to him and the shaft was connected? That's also also really funny. Or he's like, uh, what's that Genesis game? Uh, Vector Man. Vector Man. His balls are just two spheres <laughs> that kind of orbit around his dick. No, I, that that one's the best. Because one. like they're that's considering them each their own appendage. For this episode, I'm gonna have to put a link to the <laughs> just make it the cover art. Seb, you you got the week off. <laughs> well, Rayman didn't come out. Is Rayman a '90s game? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is. The original uh, ones. Yeah. The original yeah, he '90s. Was a game. Sex icon. Dude. <laughs> I guess he was. A lot of bad shit has come out about him since though. <laughs> yeah, those. That's r- why the rabbits other games. <laughs> the rabbits. He kept exposing his balls to people. He's like, I can't help it. They I can't orbit put them me. away <laughs> when I put pants on. They're outside of the pants already. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Thanks. Please don't listen to this. Your life depends on it. The show where we do something different Check every single steps. week. And this week, we listen to somebody else's enemy podcast. That's right. We're direct competitors for <laughs> That's this right. podcast. We're, we're definitely on the same wavelength Small competing for better help uh, spons- and movie sponsorships. Uh, we're talk- we are talking about service. You Must Remember This, but specifically the Erotic 90s uh, series. And... Um, this was uh, Cam's episode, and I will be talking about the most sultry smoking movies of the 90s here with me today. You can't oh, yeah. s- watch this with your parents. <laughs> Cam's making a face. <laughs> I don't know. We Never have mind. Poison Ivy, Cam. Oh, yeah. I, all of these that Nick's about to mention, I either have watched or wanted to watch because of these. <laughs> that one in particular, I think, is... Oh, wait. Am I thinking of Damage? 
You or are they both about a dad da- sleeping with their son's girlfriend? Yeah. Damage is the one you're thinking of. That's Le Cinema Pervert. That's yeah. Louis Mal directs that one. It's just bizarre. It's a it's relatable an art film. problem. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm sure it's it is. art. Yeah. Dick's doing the jerk off motion. Right? <laughs> he does that every week, though. I do. Really. Every time he says art. <laughs> You can't really tell because it's art. You guys are totally totally breaking the illusion of this show by revealing how much I'm making fun of everything I say. (laughs) We have The Temp, Alex. That's me. Oh, man. Uh, Reference to that movie. The Coworker from Hell. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it The Boss from Hell? No, that one. Yeah, it is both. (laughs) Spoilers for The Temp. Do not watch the temp. I'm, you got it downloaded. Alex got it for you. <laughs> Even though it has a uh... cam requested that I download this movie, and the only version I could find is the most dog shit 240p with hard Russian hard subtitles. Russian when, subs. I gotta check that out. Somebody does not care enough about this movie to upload it in a good quality. It sends a bad message about what you're about to watch. I found a shady torrent with one cedar. <laughs> well, in in um. Consistently with that, when you download the John Wick films, they were hard subbed in Russian too. I think, oh, or nice. the, because actually, there are parts that actually like lends the legitimacy to it. because yeah. <laughs> there's parts where he's in like talking to Russian people, and the subtitles are just in Russian. I'm like, are we supposed to be able to understand this? <laughs> you just have no idea what they to say. Well, yeah, that is a movie that has is like kind of famous in recent years for having like very special sub like yeah i guess that has hard subs in that scene cool like yeah the version i got was probably not the version that had that english it was funny and it was no problem i was we were rewatching it so it's funny to bring up another hard sub russian hard russian sub yeah also don't google hard russian subs gonna get that as a drop just the beginning of the sex in the 90s drop. it's so good it's yeah like it's it's the perfect theme all that drum bass mm-hmm. fun we have basic instinct seb yeah i um you didn't get to listen to that episode but it is about a lesbian who kills people that's good i like it <laughs> maybe not good no, <laughs> lesbians have reasons to kill people it's the <laughs> only time a gay person in media has been a murderer the only time ever. Yeah. it's never happened nope before or never after. it's pretty unusual again. <laughs> Uh, Considering it like, happens so much in real life, treatment of, uh, yeah. <laughs> of gay people, and uh, you know, Paul Verhoeven directed that one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Robocop you know, idiot. Uh, in our uh, Total Recall episode, mm. it's all connected. It is all. It's all in the numbers. Connected. It's all in the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers of the episodes. Yeah, sorry to invoke gay sex. Is that what that is? Damage. Damage. <laughs> Now that's the movie. That's the cinema for <laughs> Crazy. I gotta watch that. That movie has to be so you know, bad. Um, I have actually seen one of his movies. Oh, yeah? His, the, the most famous one, the one with Wallace Shawn, My Dinner with Andre. Oh, really? Um, he did that? Wow. Yeah. Didn't you watch that or you just uh, have it downloaded? I have it downloaded. I've had it. That's almost like watching Is that the one where it's, it's just them? Yeah, yeah it's, it's two. Uh, tell me more. Two really good actors yeah. having a conversation yeah. about, yeah, we've about their to, lives and stuff like that. It's a. It's been mentioned on the show. Yeah, yeah. Martin is playing this. The video. Yeah, that's. That. It's an incredible <laughs> joke in the in the Simpsons where he there is a why dinner with Andre arcade game and the three options are tell me more, 
trenchant insight and bon mot. <laughs> but he goes, tell me more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really funny joke. But we wanted to, this whole series is about how sex and women were portrayed in media in the 90s. More specifically films, but they go into television as well. And um, in some ways we've advanced uh, further, and in other ways we definitely have not. I think we're in our most sexless media yeah. age ever. <laughs> Which is funny because it, listening to this series, they talk about how in the 90s they were like moving, trying to move past the conservatism of the Reagan era, and how there were so many things that you could not do, like at all. Because yeah. people would boycott your movie, people would give it an X rating, people would just destroy you, people would shoot you with a big laser. Yeah. And like it's. Uh, well, you wouldn't be stocked in Blockbuster. Yeah. Or, which or you'd be put in the porn section, which uh, is just as bad. Yeah. And then movies that did have sex in them were, like, winning Academy Awards and stuff yeah. like that. And they were still, like, if you have sex in your movie, we'll kill you. Yeah. And then, you know, in the 90s, so they start to ease up on that a little bit. Here we are 30 years later, and it is both better and worse like it's way harder to put sex in your movie iron man now. has killed sex with a laser yes no, absolutely <laughs> do you already make a kill with a laser joke already god damn i'm going to assume cam just woke up <laughs> no this time. well yes <laughs> um but on the other hand you have uh because streaming services where people are watching most of their television is Ooh. not like doesn't have to do TV ratings in the same way. Yeah. There's a lot more sex on streaming shows. Like, you know, that's the whole... Uh, Is that right? I didn't ever I oh, didn't think about time. that. Yeah, really? like a huh. Euphoria and uh, like oh, other all... shows like that. that have... Isn't that just on HBO, Euphoria? Well, yeah, but people watch it as like you a mean streaming Max? show. No. no, I mean HBO. We will not be referring to it as Max at any point. <laughs> they didn't okay. change Podcast. the actual channel's name, did they? They I changed the streaming service, right? Max now. I think HBO's been kicked out the door. It's I think it's just the apps. Now. If you want to watch Ice Road fuck? Truckers or The Sopranos, now you go to <laughs> or the, the same just place. any of the Ice DC Road Truckers movies. Has so much sex in it. Yeah. <laughs> what else are they gonna do out there? <laughs> so much sex. There's literally nothing else to do except be killed by all those pipelines. <laughs> like thinking about it the whole time. My go-to they example to for a for a <laughs> shitty 1,000 season reality show that's on Discovery is Ice Road Truckers. It's the one my brain always jumps to. Yeah. Um, it's a popular show. It is a popular show. It's Would like, you be surprised to know that it was the most popular show? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, HBO. So, uh, sorry to invoke Max again, but no, they just <laughs> they just added that feature that Disney Plus has, where each profile you can select an image for it, or like the Nintendo Switch has for like profiles and like. You can does Netflix do, but not with yeah, like characters like from their things. shows. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're like mine is a chicken. So like the they have like characters from Succession, characters from The Sopranos, which is funny because the icon for Christopher is him with the glasses, the sunglasses oh, on, which really is really good. funny. But it would be great. No, not with oh, the no. neck brace. Unfortunately, right. I picked the. Uh, Batman the Animated Series Two Face from the original, like the first season, which oh, is really good. good. But it would be funny if they had like trucks like, drive, <laughs> driving through ice. Oh, it's, like, it's like the Property Brothers, right? Can I pick that? Oh, yeah, they man. only have two choices, <laughs> or like a house. Well, okay, so in the titular property, yeah, the property or the brothers. These are your choices. In, in the 2010s, right? People were like, "Oh my god." 
you can see nipples in Game of Thrones. What? And hey, like, yo. Uh, Tyrion no. Lannister is having hardcore sex on my screen. <laughs> they do it in, like, there was a period, I think things still do this now, but there was a while where, like, every single fucking show had to establish how adult it was by doing tons of sex in the first episode. It's a pilot yeah. thing. Yeah. But they did that in, um, so, Torch... That's less to sell it to the viewers and more to sell it to, like, the investors and stuff. Like, yeah. you got to get them on board. Yeah, so, uh, Torchwood is a spinoff of Doctor Who, which, mm-hmm. uh, is more serious, and I think I might have mentioned it on the podcast before. No, I've never heard anyone in my life mention it, okay. so I don't think so. So, Tor- Torchwood, um, follows Captain Jack Harkness from, uh... Doctor Who, and and because he is who he is, it, it skews a bit more adult. So they they do like a sex spirit gas monster that came out of a meteor and possesses people to have tons of sex in the first episode. So That's there's like job. a bathroom sex <laughs> episode, and then after they're done having sex, like they turn into like dust. Uh, yeah, which is insane. That's really but that's the yeah, first that episode. <laughs> yeah, only they do that in the fictional show. Yeah, but for a while, that's like how you branded yourself as we're a mature adult show. Yeah, it definitely happened. I think it does work as like a, a hook. Like people aren't just horny. So if you show people okay. sex in the first episode, people will be like, oh, then maybe I'll get to see other people have Don sex. Don Draper's in the show. having sex with someone who's not yeah. his wife? Yeah. I can feel so better about this episode. And he's not Don Draper? Spoilers. Spoilers for Mad Men. So you have shows like uh, shows like Euphoria or whatever and Shameless that are all about like characters who are adults or not or Euphoria is not but like there are sorry it's decidedly not about the adults the point is characters in adult situations that you can show where you don't have to run it by as many like the FC the FCC does not get a say in what you're putting on the streaming thing. So you don't really have to worry about it. If they, not that they would have any power at this point anyway, because TV is such a wasteland. Like, um, there is more freedom there. But in terms of, like, a big mass market product, not only is it are most of them made to be sold to children, even if they're, like, a PG-13 movie or whatever, but they're also made to be as, like, easily trimmed as possible for, like, a, a China audience or whatever. Yeah. Oh right. yeah, that, hmm. that gay kiss has got to be edited out. There we go. Yeah, it's, gay people have to be in the left side of the screen where they can easily <laughs> be spliced out of the whole, the uh, entire narrative. What was need the fucking be. meme with the the one alien from Star Wars, the live oh, guy reaction, Klaus, uh, yeah. or whatever his name is, like the, the live fucking slug reaction like, meme. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yes. the two gay yeah. characters kiss in Rise of Skywalker, and then there's just like they cut. Two, like it's not even like a. He's also there in the scene. Like they cut to this big weird slug alien yeah. just having a nonplussed reaction to the game. It's kids. fine. <laughs> this is fine, and I'm looking at it. So, um, so there are some other uh, uh, char- uh, like figures in film and television that we love to talk about, and one of uh, the groups that we talk come up that come up a lot is the Wachowski sisters and they did sensei, right? That was a for Netflix and that is good for its depiction of uh, gay and trans characters, uh, which, you know, what do you expect from uh, uh, two trans sisters who have a ton of clout in directing and can be, can literally say, fuck you. I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. Netflix has to say yes. Um, until they said no. Yeah, until they said no. Well, <laughs> they canceled the show after well, if you what, two money, seasons? You can't, you can't give them notes. It's, you can tell them we're not working with you anymore, but you can't say you have to do it mm. our way. Yeah. It's like, the, I mean, we, we literally talked about this for Matrix Res- Resurrections, where 
um, she just was like, okay, I'll make it. But the entire film is about saying, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically because I have to make it. Or, or, you know, when Netflix hired Martin Scorsese to do The Irishman, they didn't get to say, uh, it has to be, you know, the algorithm says that movies uh, between 90 and... <laughs> do you think they made him cut it down from four hours to, to three? His newest movie coming out four hours yeah, even long. Even if they wanted to tell him not to de-age De Niro and make him look like shit, <laughs> <laughs> he would do it anyway. <laughs> You're going to tell him no. But, like... Um, in in Sensate, they have like a really kind of weird mind bending orgy scene. That's really that, that goes with the mechanics of like the psychic powers that everyone yeah, has. Yeah, because they're all like connected, right? Mm-hmm. Those eight people mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So. so they're connected through like they're connected through their brains. Brains. So like one their couple brains. starts having <laughs> sex and it like generates these feelings in everyone. You can like see them all mentally together, and that's like a. Like, it's not just, like, a sex scene in a regular romantic comedy or drama or whatever. It's, like, this is this show has its own, like, action science fiction plot that sex naturally works into. And it's, like, a, a high-concept sex scene that you don't, that, you know, that is more effort to put in. It's something that makes me think. Yeah. Uh, like, you don't get... It's something that you can do now. Like... Think about the number of notes you would get on that, even like attempting to ask for it in any other year or any other decade or whatever. Yeah, you well, can't... When did Sensei come out? That's early on like in Netflix originals, right? 2017 or something? Yeah. Maybe even yeah. earlier than that. Um, I definitely brought this up when we covered The Matrix, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time Sensei came up on the podcast. Um, but to place this in a specific place in time, Portal 2 had a playable teaser for Sensei. Um, <laughs> that's weird as so fuck. Playable 2 is 2014. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Wait, w- playable teaser? Yeah, like you like, walked around a train or something. It was really bizarre. Whoa, that's interesting. Yeah. I never watched the movie, so I didn't. Is it? No, unless that was DLC. Yeah, yeah. Our, our uh, friends of the show, um, Tyler, Doctor Tyler, was into mm-hmm. that one. Um, didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this isn't about sensei. I I do think, may in my in my head the. The Marvel movies just having—I mean, they're they're for kids, so there's yes. not—they're not, not going to be that sexy, obviously. Uh-huh. So, those are just that you know, like what now, like thirty movie series, uh-huh. just. But they take place in a movie that where sex does not exist, and they made all the money in the world. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, oh, we don't need this anymore. And I'm thinking obviously. about like the next rung down, like what's that, Fast and Furious, and they are like also. Are those those aren't rated R? Are all they? the all the genitals are shaved off of everybody. <laughs> yeah, but they, they do still that. have like a. Uh, hot women dance around cars scene in every movie. Though. But yeah, that's but like, like the Transformers in a, in a way, level of yeah. sex where it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's It's like the the Black Widow scene in like Iron Man 2 where it's like, is this sexy to you? And it's like, I guess this is kind of like the it idea of, yeah, it reminds me of sex. I'm looking at attractive people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like moving around, I guess, which, but I, yeah, that kind of like, 14 year old's idea of sexy is kind yeah, of all we have party with all these cars and these hot babes. yeah hot babes are gonna wear shorts and dance yeah they're <laughs> washing the cars yeah, are they really in those I think, movies i think the first one they do that that's awesome actually <laughs> that's, that's that one's uh, very far away from what we're talking about yeah, now. yeah, yeah. i think <laughs> the, the first the first couple might have been more horny. The first one's about stealing dvd players the first one came out in 1985 <laughs> 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 so it came out in the 60s so. yeah. So there's a there is a movie that I really like that is a, a Cronenberg movie um, 
cult, which is about uh, uh, so this is this movie is about evil gynecologists. Mm. Um, and <laughs> I was gonna say that's the. I can't think of anything less sexy than a Cronenberg movie. <laughs> well, the reason I'm bringing it up is because they're doing a like modern version of it uh, for Hulu, and it's really good and has a lot of sex in it. What's it Very called? Very into sex and violence. Dead Ringers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not um, based on the TF2. Oh, well, was <laughs> I was waiting for you to cut me off. My kind of joke. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure you had a different weird poll. No, that's one of the, one of the only TF2 weapons I can name, probably. That yeah, sounds good. Um, I kind of like those weird, like movie adapted into TV show. Sometimes yeah, I tend to avoid those, but I heard so much buzz about this one that I had to go check it out. And they changed the two lead characters to both be women. And it's really, really good. Like it's it's kind of it's creepy and very like very sex focused and dark in a way. It's like adult in a way that works. Does the know, fly from the fly well. make a cameo at all? Yep. Why yeah, why would he do that? You can, you can see him fly. <laughs> no, I don't mean uh, jo- uh you don't fuck, mean what's Jeff, Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum. I mean the fly that he splices himself with. Well, uh, the other he one. Did, he was very small. <laughs> He's in every episode. (laughs) He makes a short little appearance. That'd be funny if he has a fly in his movie and people are like, oh! (laughs) One of those YouTube videos with a red circle. Cronenberg reference, dude! (laughs) Cronenberg reference. Is Videodrome in this? Is Mr. Videodrome? There's a TV, a fly, and uh, one of those. I misremembered. It's Prime Video, not Hulu. Uh, I couldn't remember which dog shit streaming service I watched it on. Green streamers. Prime Video, they'll change their name to Hulu next week. So. <laughs> They're actually just changing their out. name to Video. Oh, okay. <laughs> the dropping the Prime. They're dropping the Prime, yeah. The Boys has some really good sex. Oh, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. That has a giant practical penis that they made for yeah. a guy to jump into. The guy crawls through. Which yeah. is pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. In, like, the first episode of the third season, I yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that was all over social media. That yeah, was it's great. amazing. Right. And, like... That to me, like the the Amazon Prime stuff, shows that in a certain way we are in a place where culturally you can show like kind of strange sex things that yeah are like kinks like sounding yeah absolutely <laughs> well shrinking what's the it what's is, it no, called that is, that is I guess technically it is sounding yeah yeah that's what I mean is it's combining the two because people have like shrinking fetishes There's too the right macro which is big and micro which is is that is it that simple yeah. is that it huh. I figured there was some fucked up convoluted name. (laughs) Yeah, just wait till we get to inflation. (laughs) I I suppose what what they did in that might also be called Cockvor. Cockvor. That should have been the name of the episode. Yeah. It still can be the name of this episode. It's not too late. (laughs) I mean the episode of that show, not this show. (laughs) We're not calling this episode Cockvor. I think we probably should. Well, we can't call it You Must Remember This. There's already a podcast. We'll put it to a vote. You're right. There's nothing else we can call it. (laughs) Six, six, Uh, so did we want to talk about the 90s? Is that yeah. what we're doing? I, know, I, doing this. I liked the I like idea this of we're talking, talking about, about sex. where we are culturally Maybe. now with sex. sex. in the media. Because the, se- the sex in the 90s is what the, the this thing that we're about. Mm, I'm, I'm thinking about... Listen to yes. Yeah. And I'm thinking about what has happened in the 30 years since then. Well, that's most of it why very this podcast so, was yeah, interesting I, to me. is because think, our landscape is so different now. Yeah, I mean, so we jumped forward in the 90s and then into the 2000s, and I think we've gotten a, a backlash. Like, the pendulum is swinging more conservative yeah. right now. Mm. We've got, you know, everything. I mean, not necessarily purposely scrubbed clean, but we've got, like, very 
squeaky clean i think um, everything polished is polished marvel that kind of has thing. to be accessible to everybody exactly too, like, like that kind of stuff um but yeah we've we've mm. swung back to purity culture a bit i mean not least because we've got you know the the reactionists like lgbt mm. bands and book bands and Pearl clutchers and and that kind of thing. I yeah, see a, I think they, a kind of worrying trend online too, where people are talking about like how, like, does anyone else just skip it when a sex scene comes on in a movie? And, what uh, the fuck? Yeah, okay. <laughs> like I see a, a new post that's that with this exact weirder. test goes viral every week, and I, mean, I that's easily fine ignore if somebody this. does that. No, yeah, you know? it's fine. I just think it's a it's. I was gonna say, does anyone else have a? a pull shade that they pull down anytime sex happens in a movie. Well, I just get my mom to cover my eyes. <laughs> uh, I mean, th- there are people online, and they-, they are mostly younger people. I'm going to cut um, you off there. There are, in fact, people online. Oh, there are, in fact, people online. <laughs> they wish, exist there. I wish you wouldn't say um, that. But I think a lot of it is, is younger people, and a lot of it is mm-hmm. people who are backlashing because of trauma and it, there's a lot of reasons yeah there's plenty of reasons to not want to see way, that i struggle they... every day with the fact that there are teenagers online and i hate i hate it when to i go one. to someone's i know i you don't believe me anymore. i wish i wasn't one of them at the time yeah um, well the, the, i think the thing that saved me is that i was rarely posting it like the way that like oh, teenagers are exposed to online now <laughs> where everyone has like a complete like posting identity and like all of your your history is brand, saved, yeah, and a personal brand and all that. Oh yeah, and like no. I know that some I people were like that at that the time. Long gone. Yeah, you, but... yeah, you, you can give me the end of Blade Runner speech about forums you used to be on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen uh, things that people wouldn't believe. But um, uh, yeah. So we, we, there's there's a bunch of people online who who go after others for just having any amount of adult. Like if you have an 18 plus account that says minors do not interact. Like a minor will go after you about it. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, um, there are people who there's there's teenagers who will go after other teenagers for drawing their own porn. Like mm-hmm. just just because you're a horny teenager, you know that's that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. but I mean there there's a fine line. This is a different conversation, but there's you know a fine line bef- between uh, keeping the teenagers with their own porn in their own space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And keeping everything it's hard else to in vet the, the people space. who want to look at that and, yeah yeah but when you're putting it online you're you know mm-hmm. saying hey if you want to check this I, out, I think teenagers need a space like, like that but adults should stay away it's, proliferation of online pornography also makes things weird if you're making a movie or whatever you can't just sell it with sex yeah because, that's also because that's if true you can really just go want look to at jerk it. off they yeah. will just go do it i could yeah. google boob right now yeah actually it used to be you could just, <laughs> <laughs> you could just do that <laughs> What am I, I doing I, here? I, I, uh, before we move on, I have one more point going back to Seb's point. Um, this uh, was less of an issue when three companies didn't own every website. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and those have companies to exist being... in the same spaces as teenagers a lot more yeah. than uh, when we were growing up, perhaps. I, there's also the fact that a lot of those um, those companies have to cater to other things, mm. laws, countries, and um, just credit card companies. Credit card companies <laughs> that say you cannot make money if there is literally a boob on your website. Mm. Any yeah. female websites. presenting kill you with nipples. a laser if there's a boob on your website. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, thirty, baby. So a, a lot of them. I'm surprised Twitter card. hasn't you know gotten the axe for that yet. 
Twitter's uh, getting hacked so for big. many other reasons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there was, like, there, there's like Tumblr. Yeah, I was going to say the big Tumblr, Tumblr one. one of the biggest space. And it killed them. Or yeah. it killed a lot. A lot of people left anyway. Oh, yeah. But um, it was because they didn't, they they didn't realize everyone on was on there with their dick in their hand and was yeah. scrolling through people Nightwing fan art. People thought there was too much CP on there. So they got axed from the. They were going to get axed from the. A really bad time to tell you. Yeah, it's it's that well that again speaks to the just ubiquity like when you just have a, a website where everyone's posting their weird shit on it, you yeah. it's all gonna collide at a certain point. And yeah. You, there, there's this view from conservatives that if there is porn on your website, there must be CP on it. Mm. Which and maybe they're projecting some of their own. I think it, they yeah. might be almost Not to without say that every fail, conservative is into CP, but I will do it's that. Close. <laughs> <laughs> it's kinda close. I don't know. Every conservative is a pedophile. Ooh, all right, <laughs> that's every our, single one. One of our uh, many no. hot takes for this and episode. It, look, if you if you would like, uh, you know, people might argue with me on that, but I think the odds uh, of that statement yeah. keep going up every day. Every oh. time somebody, every time somebody, uh, you know, says, if the, there are gay people here, there's child abuse. Yeah, every, every right. time someone says something like that, you check the sex offender registry and they're always on You it. check yeah. who they're following on Twitter and it's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, wait a they minute. learned from their own experience. No, I just like Kevin Spacey's movies. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they learned oh, from their God. own actions. I didn't watch... about that one. He's going to have me assassinated and then post a weird video about it. <laughs> <laughs> and say an apologize and say, let me kill Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Get real. Get real, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, like because of that, right? Because of the proliferation of, of porn in these online spaces, you, you can't really. Do you remember how like you used to sell anime OVA tapes with sex, right? Like you got to yeah. like, There's a there's a there's a boob in this. There's a drawn boob in this. So please Our help us. Just for the kitties anymore. Please help us fund the rest of these tapes. Yeah. <laughs> please buy. Like, I never watched any of those, and when we watched Gunbuster for oh, like yeah. the the second episode of the yeah. podcast mm-hmm. or something, yeah. and like in the finale, she just rips her shirt off for no reason when she's going yeah. through like the time portal. I was like, oh yeah, they had to do this to get people <laughs> to buy the tape. Um, I recently came across a, like an old '90s commercial for some OVA, uh-huh. and it was just like. A dude being like, cartoons aren't aren't just for kids anymore. <laughs> These are some of your grown up uh, wow. animations. I really wanted to for at some point for Hazmat, and I'm still keeping it in my back pocket. I really want us to watch the uh, the OVA Plastic Little because I remember having magazine ads for it that were like. We could write whatever we want here in this text because you're looking at our two bodacious anime oh, babes over hey, on the side. Yo. You're gonna buy. You're gonna buy our. Uh, that reminds me. I want to do magazines as yeah. an episode at some point. Write <laughs> There's that a time period where like episode. everything, no matter how unsexy it was, was like, look how big this guy's dick is, uh, or imagine that this guy has a big dick, or well, you'd have a big dick if you play the Game Boy. How color. much of the Rayman talk is gonna be in the episode? <laughs> Is it? Uh, is that going to be our fifty minutes? I do. What's up? bringing up right now? It's that we included. Yeah, yeah. it's important to the episode. It's yeah. incredibly uh, relevant. Okay. Well, here's here's Ray something else from that the I 90s think of and he has that, a big dick. You know, is that uh, you know a floating a, go- dick. a Google misspelling of the word breast will usually is, is enough to get uh, the <laughs> yeah. the guys who are looking at these anime tapes off. Beast. But uh, a lot of for a lot of the Mr. Beast. Oh shit! For a lot. For a, Breast. Breast. For, a, for a lot of Mr. Breast. Who is Mr. Breast? 
Mr. Breast sounds like I just watched JFK. It sounds like a, a fucking deep throat, like an FBI informant. Yeah, like break, break the water. He leaked Watergate. Yeah, Mr. Breast revealed that. Uh, the dropped the whole flight logs. Mr. Breast pays for. What if, what is, all right, we really shouldn't. Search. Search. One of the things <laughs> we Mr. Breast was about. killed in prison. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that they talked about on this on this um, podcast hung by his dick. was uh, was the things that. Um, you know that women were finding sexy in different uh, ways, and one of the things that I see people posting, people posting about now, like the things that uh, women posting about. Oh, this is so hot! Is that interview with the Vampire Show? They want like, oh, yeah? something a little more elaborate, a little more complicated. Vampires costumes. are hot. Period. Yeah. You, well, you've got costumes, you've got sexual tension, whereas you know you, it's also you gay. type Mr. Breast into Google. Yep. That's enough to get most of the guys taken care of. Uh, but <laughs> as Seb's saying, you need to have Mr. Breast and. Mr. Taint and they didn't get together. <laughs> That's what to, we're talking about. Like a, a uh, like a steamy rivalry. Like they can't yes. just yeah, want yeah, yeah, to yeah. have sex with each other. They need to like smolder and like. No, talk you, about... you need to have enemies to lovers. Uh, yeah, yes. So, uh, but I think ideally, in a lot and there of was only one bed. Cases, they yep, don't, they of don't, course, there's there only one bed. I think they don't even want it to like actually get to lovers. I think the imagination mm-hmm. part is more satisfying to a lot of uh, people. The tension, like, baby. Um, that's not. when you get to queer baiting, and that's not cool. All right, whatever. I'm not getting into this because it's not my area of expertise. <laughs> what am I? Pining um, <laughs> is for fan fiction. When, um, Des taught me the term queer baiting, and then everything we watch now, I'm like, queer baiting. <laughs> Just stupid and reductive, but it's yeah, it's you, funny to me to say. Anytime, anytime a hot guy is on screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they obviously want me to think They he's want hot. me to fuck him. <laughs> They know uh, what they're doing here. <laughs> just completely projecting on. Yeah, them. A lot of a lot of people you overuse it. Just shouldn't be so hot. That's yeah. all I'm yeah. saying. Okay, so I now up, I want to fuck him. All right. I look up on my phone and I've already typed in Mr. Breast. <laughs> this guy has a best friend. That's queer baiting. Yep. <laughs> you guys are brothers. That's queer baiting. That's, that's right. gay. It's, that's, it's, it's, it's gay. Yeah, it's pretty gay to live in the same house as another guy. See, that's another way we've looped all the way around since the '90s. Is now when you call something gay, it's good. It's good now. <laughs> <laughs> it's how you market things. But I think that if we go on like this, uh, we're all going to uh, sweat through our clothes and uh, oh, probably take our shirts off. And we're going to yeah. forget what this episode was about. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to take a brief, brief break, so and then we're going to come back to talk about uh, the podcast. <laughs> so join us, won't you? Oh, yeah, we didn't even get segment. into that. Yeah. <laughs> podcast about podcasts. Yeah. Hey, as time goes by. Well, I can't remember it myself. I'm a little rusty on I'll hum it for you. Sing it, Sam. You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. So we got 31 stab wounds. Or was it? Ice pick. I'd like to speak to a Miss Catherine Tremell, please. Is she a suspect? She's a writer. She published a novel. It's about a retired rock and roll star who gets murdered by his girlfriend. You know how she does the boyfriend with an ice pick? She intended the book to be her alibi. You didn't feel anything for him. You just had sex with him for your book. In the beginning, he gave me a lot of pleasure. 
You like playing games? Games are fun. What's your new book about? A detective. He falls for the wrong woman. What happens? She kills him. How's it feel to kill someone? You tell me. You're in over your head. She seduces people. She manipulates people. She's evil! I have nothing too high. You playing a game here? Games are over. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. gigs my whole life all right let's get back into this yeah welcome back to please don't listen to this your life depends on the show where we do something different every single week and this week we listen to you must remember this erotic 90s erotic 90s yes you are the one who told us to listen to this podcast by karina longworth Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I heard of this podcast when I was listening to another podcast. Uh, blank check. She was on the wow. Barry Lyndon episode. I had to look it up. Oh, my God. I really liked that episode, and I didn't clock that it was her. Yeah. I I clocking normal on that episode? Or possibly. Or clock her uh, Well, ears? yeah, so just to... Uh, to I don't mean to. This podcast, no, no, no. It's important that we we should get it out of the way because it doesn't matter. I heard her on another podcast, but um, uh, this podcast, you must remember this, is unlike any other podcast I listen to because it's just one person reading something that is pre-written. It's not scripted. It's not a conversation show. It's not an improv pod, improv comedy show. It's like she's reading an essay. Yeah, video essay. Exactly. Yeah, it's an audio essay. It's yeah, not guys pretending to do werewolf blowjobs uh, for comedy. <laughs> uh, love that show though. <laughs> love werewolf blowjobs. Hollywood handbook. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's so it's it's unlike anything else I listen to. So, but I was intrigued by it because this is where we're really going to get down a rabbit hole. And let me know if I'm going yeah, too far. I really want to trace. This I've back been listening to <laughs> uh, <laughs> with Gorley and Rust another movie podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. That started um, started a movie series kind of based on the erotic 80s series of, you must remember this, of like erotic thrillers that are basically horror movies, but masked as yeah. adult dramas. So, yeah, one of the, not to, not to Yeah, yeah, it, go ahead. You, you know the storyline. They touch on in the 80s series of this podcast is how... Uh, Fatal Attraction came out, and it was such a huge sea change for these kinds of sexual thrillers. And then there was the Lank from Hell trend Mm -hmm. where uh, a bunch of movies came out, and they're like, what if your babysitter actually wanted to take your whole family and sleep with you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is all part of this is also single white female uh, being like ripped off. Exactly. That's the roommate from Hell. In the Lank from Hell episode of this podcast, you must remember this. 
Uh, she lists like five or six of them, but there were so many more of There's these so many. I'm still working my way through. And some of them are just unwatchable or yeah, bad or Gourley and Russ did a series for their one-offs going through a handful of these movies. And I watched a bunch of them with you. Uh, yeah. So I had that kind of touch point also. But, so but I was going to go through those movies really no matter what, but I ended up really liking them. So when I heard her on Blank Check talk about what her podcast is actually about, I was like, Oh, I can't, I'm going to check that out because I was, I was just looking for another. I've been enjoying more in, inform, informational podcasts lately as opposed to like comedic ones. So I started listening to this one day and I was just waiting for the other person to talk the entire time. I was like, where is the other host on this thing? Yes. Like, and then it's like 45 minutes in. I'm like, okay, this is the introduction episode. The other episodes will be yeah, different. Surely she has a guest on <laughs> yeah. the next one. Nope, it's it's all her, which is great. I've ended up really enjoying this because I do like those video essay style videos because um, I, especially like about this stuff, because I don't know much about Hollywood or specific actors or actresses or anything. And I've been watching a lot more movies lately. And it's awesome to know, as I alluded to on a previous episode, that talking about movies is almost more fun to me than watching the movies. So like having the context of like why someone behaves like this or performs like this or who the director was and like all their or stupid, why like the ending of the movie felt insane. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's cause they rewrote it a month before they had to. Yeah. Or like, why is this person's hairdo completely different in certain scenes in the movie? It's like, Oh, they, were fucking shooting Mission Impossible 6, so he had a mustache, so they had to CG his yeah. face to not have a mustache in the reshoots right. of the movie. And all that is just fascinating to me. So this doesn't really go into that, like, Hollywood... I mean, it, I guess it is kind of... It it pegs itself as a Hollywood insider podcast, but I think it's more, like, investigating what the yeah. culture was like at the time yeah, it, of media. Like the- premise is like this is these are the stories that you don't hear about yeah which i think is just like not true you can just google any of this stuff and i think it's yeah. it's probably yeah, pretty attainable it, it compi- yeah, yeah i like, guess it, I this know. kind of thing compiles everything in, a, in one space and, and it tells a narrative well. yeah you know, it tells like a narrative you can read an article uh, entitled uh you know uh history of history and public reception of, of the movie damage or whatever but it doesn't tell you that uh, Louis Maul's wife uh, it was wrapped up in Murphy Brown at the time and these things were connected to each other. It like makes the connection to the things that were happening in the culture around whatever this movie was rather than just saying the movie did this well at the box office, the movie did this well critically. Uh, everyone wanted to make a movie that was like basic instinct but without consulting any artists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think something like that into the Clinton administration is not something oh, you yeah. can see if you just read up on the movie, really. Right. Yeah, but, yeah it does the research for it's you. It's important, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I agree. Totally, yeah, wicked important. She uses the movies to talk about culture, not necessarily yeah. the culture to talk about the movies. Like, she's not writing an essay or reading an essay about the movie. The it's about... Page yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a talking point with the movie as an example most of the film yep. criticism i listen to via podcast is just the imdb trivia yeah so. <laughs> totally so yeah th- there's a lot i like about this pod- podcast i've been completely addicted to it lately i finally just caught up to current episodes like the new episode just came out today yeah, and i was listening I to it on the ride over it's about madonna which i don't know anything about yeah. madonna so i'm like kind of off foot but that's not been a problem for any it's other episode 
I guess so. I'm learned, I've just learned that. She was in the Weird Al uh, movie. You saw that? Yeah. <laughs> she was not in the Weird Al movie. <laughs> uh, uh, she was, yeah. She's an immortal vampire. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning all of this right. You're spoiling the episode for yeah, me right okay. now, guys. But um, yeah, it's it's been fascinating. So um, I didn't know what to do for an episode for a while, and then I was like, oh wait, that is what I've been doing lately. So why not um, bring you guys into it? I didn't think that you guys would be too into it, but it sounds like. Um, you were so. Uh, let's. Uh, who wants to uh, go first? Um, you want to start? I didn't do the assignment correctly. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was. Which doing... is fine. I. But I, I really did... don't want to get into one of yeah. the episodes you listen to. Yeah, I mean, so... we could touch on it, but we. Yeah. We, so yeah. I listened to the introductory episode and then also the episode that was about Drew Barrymore, which I yeah. assume you don't want to talk about because there's. Some well, just I don't. There is a through line in this entire series because I, I listened to the '80s series also, and there's a lot of that in this exploitation. There's a lot of like, oh, this is a this is a hot actress that was the like, uh, you know, one of the people of this particular moment. And she was 15. Uh, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. and she was 15. <laughs> yeah. And, she and her first a, role, she was seven. And she <laughs> had a 45 year old husband. Yeah. And they <laughs> moved to Europe for a few years to escape. Yeah. yeah, but the the Drew Barrymore definitely was because Drew Barrymore had had a shit time, um, yeah. and kind of like owned her shit time. She was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a sexy fifteen year old. What of it?" You know, yeah. like which is uh, like girl power, but also like, oh, uh, like no, you don't know what you're doing, kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's not that I don't find any of that interesting. I found that episode really interesting, but. Yeah, I, especially if you're gonna go first, I don't want to be like, "Oh, Cam suggested the Lolita podcast. Let's talk no, no, about no, no, it." No, no, no. <laughs> I, I There's a lot wanna, more than because I, we're gonna skim over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, we gotta talk like, about Child Bride. Plus, I don't plus know. the introductory <laughs> episode is the introductory episode, right? So, um, Humbert. Humbert. Yeah, <laughs> no, no mention of that fucking guy on this fucking. Podcast. I was aware that Cam wanted us to. Uh, he he said, um, listen to like whatever episode and listen to one of these two episodes that I picked. Yeah. And I totally forgot that because my brain was somewhere else today. Uh, my identity has been stolen. Yay. Wow. Um, but anyway, so I, I first listened to the introductory podcast. And to get this out of the way, sh- oh, Karina yeah, has yeah. an extremely unique way of speaking. That's and, one way to put it. Uh, she really enunciates her T's sometimes, yeah. and I think... She really hits those consonants hard, honestly. And just I every word. It's affected, but I think it's good. It, like, it's like a... It's it like gives putting, her like it's a... It's putting on a presentation. Yeah. You could not misunderstand any of the words that she said. Yeah, but she yes. speaks so slowly that, I mean, I personally kind of want to fall asleep because she speaks so slowly. Yeah. But that's, like, I got over it um, after a while. The best episode example of that, for me anyway, was... It was um, a test Was the um, Julia Roberts one, because she keeps having to say, pretty woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she says it like that every time. Pretty, I, pretty um, woman. She's also While got, we're like, on this, my this absolute one. favorite one of these, um, she's talking about Steven Soderbergh's uh, first movie. And she keeps saying Solderberg. Like what the like, hell? Like you have a welding mask on. It's Solderberg. <laughs> I gotta say, like, and I've never heard, I don't know if that's the right way to say it. I think or it's not. solder. I don't, I've never heard anyone or say solderberg. solder. Yeah, maybe she just. I've heard Soderberg, sodden. I think you call it pop in certain parts of the. <laughs> yeah, I've only heard it like the drink, like Soderberg, but. 
Maybe I'm wrong, but that one was the most distracting one to me. I had to make sure they were. She was talking about the same you know. person that I heard their name. Yeah, not to make fun of the way someone talks too much, but it's just an interesting well, part of it. Us. And I mean, hey, guess what? <laughs> she's the only person who talks on the podcast, so it's yeah. gonna come up. And you know what? Uh, we have no right to throw stones. Yeah, in we don't have any advertising deals with Better Help. And we never have any audio issues on our show either. Oh yeah, so. we, never, we don't have any problems being understood or, or speaking. I or was enunciating really heard. well. <laughs> no, I was slurring I, our words on this podcast. We're consuming uh, alcohol for half of it. I honestly really, and drinking. I really admire yeah. how articulate she is. It's yeah. something that I really came to appreciate because uh, that is not me generally. I wish I could be better at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so I I listened to some interview stuff with her, and she doesn't sound like that. And she said on her Twitter, I looked this up. I was like. Because one of you said it sounded like she had like she was like doing a compensation for. Um, I thought like a it was yeah. I thought it was like she underwent not in a bad way underwent some like speech training like yeah. to be able to enunciate better and speak more clearly mm-hmm. or something for performance purposes or something yeah. Uh, but um, uh, like apparently there on Twitter I found this tweet where somebody like tweeted at her that was like it's this with a T and not this with a D because apparently in her natural <laughs> speaking voice she does what we do where it's like instead of water. Have, water. Water. I don't say water. I say water. 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 Yeah. But so now she like seems to extremely enunciate her T's and stuff yes. like that. It's so funny and she that said, She even stated I put on a fake po- voice for my podcast. So oh, it's not yeah. her real speaking voice. And you know, that makes sense to me because of how performed this show is. Mm-hmm. It's scripted. It's very delicately arranged, you know? Every part of this is controlled, whereas all the, the uh, fucking improv comedy shows that Cam likes, uh, <laughs> one of them is doing it literally laying on the bed and the microphone is picking up every time he picks his feet. Oh, <laughs> like, one of the I always used to sit on Cam's Do you know that? Mind. The Doughboys yeah. one where they're in his hotel yeah. room in Atlanta? Yeah, they're both sitting, laying fucking the same laying bed. on the bed. Not like we didn't do that for, like, Fuck. 20 episodes. Yeah, that's yes, true. but we, we had an We were getting yeah. paid to do it. <laughs> Um, um, the other thing about, uh, real quick, about the way she does the show and stuff, it does drive me a little insane when she does voices, like, to... Um, oh, it's funny. I love it's, that. It's, oh, it's so editorializing of just, like, you know how to make someone sound stupid is by... And then I said, like, this, and be, 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 be. It's like, yeah. that's how she does any, like, yeah, women's voice or, like... Uh, and then Michael Eisner talked like this. He said... If I were in charge of Disney, I think I'd make Gorge. The voice of Goofy. But, you know, that's a minor. Yeah. It's her show. She can, yeah. you know, do whatever she wants. She also, she has an extreme vocal fry <laughs> also. Eisner. But, yeah, you yeah. get used to it in a while. So, uh, like, just get It took me about three episodes to get in, used to it. Yeah, now it took it me, like, an episode and a half. But yeah. then afterwards, I was like, I, I totally didn't even hear it anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's um, almost fun now to yeah. listen to the way she Yeah, it's kind of fun to, like mimic her but it's not in a in a making fun way i was or, doing uh dom friend of the show dom's wedding cake in the kitchen listening to the pretty woman episode repeating pretty woman every time she said it woman. <laughs> pretty woman just Love every time it's so <laughs> so fun but yeah anyway yeah impression you know, um, show anyway so uh, the first episode I listened to was the introductory episode for this particular series, Sex in the 90s, which we will <laughs> keep doing. Um, erotic 90s. Erotic 90s. Um, I don't know any of those, these movies. Yeah. I, I haven't watched wow. them. I didn't know any of them either. No. I watched Pretty Woman recently. I watched Basic Instinct recently. I watched Fatal Attraction this year. Yeah. 
All this stuff is new to me too. Are these all like normie movies? Okay, they're so not animated no movies. To, yes, they're not. They're not animated films, right? <laughs> Are they? Well, they're not sci-fi. They're not fantasy. They're not like they don't have already. some weird psychological thing going on. Or well, they definitely do. They're all long, weird as shit. They're all. Yeah, most well, of them made of them... a lot of money, though. Yeah, they, okay. they yeah. were like you know sexual dramas a lot of the time, but like this was like the part of what this podcast is about is saying like this is where the culture was at at the time. Mm-hmm. Like this, that this is a movie that could be released by fucking Disney. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we were all the 90s kids, but we didn't like, <laughs> no, I don't know, like see fucking Pretty Woman, right? Is anyone, did anyone no. see that as a kid? Like that no, was no. A, like a, a well, I mean, like why would you show it to a kid? You know? It kind of is like an adolescent kid movie like, I, I, a little bit, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. A Shouldn't be. Than we were, but though. yeah. I don't, she, yeah. Anyway, they were popular. 46. Oh, sorry. Show, yeah. sorry. The audience for the movie Pretty Woman. Oh, okay. But she she did say that she had like she had seen that movie when she was like nine. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, because it, it's kind of like a, I mean, there's like a shopping spree in it. I mean, there's a lot of actually very explicit sex scenes, but yeah. it is kind like, of also kind of like big almost. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it, weird. Yeah, it is like it's very much like a, a fantasy thing. Like, a, but like, big also is, has a weird sexual theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be great. Yep. Anyway, so but intro it has a very Disney emotional arc, and I think that's kind of the thing mm. that, um, I, and I think it's funny how she talks about like, oh yeah, and then somebody tried to make a response movie to this that was like really cynical. But Called whore. Yeah, it was a terrible <laughs> Absolutely movie. Absolutely crazy. Gives a shit. <laughs> crazy move. Um, but so her in her intro episode, she basically just kind of runs down what the culture was in the 90s, how it came to be, how her previous, uh, so, so previously she did uh, erotic 80s. Erotic so 80s. Er, the, 80s. Er, in the erotic 80s, um, and how they came up with the R rating. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. that, what well, was that, the was 70s? Oh, well, yeah, so the uh, R rating, and then there was the, NC the big transition 17. was... From X to NC-17, mm-hmm. yeah. from the 80s to the 90s. Which didn't yeah. really change anything, because people were like, yeah, because no, that's I think, yeah, the same thing. It, it's, it, all that conversation around age ratings is, was super interesting to me. I'll, I'll get to it when... Yeah, because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was some of my favorite stuff in the whole series, was uh, the talk about, you know, the NC-17 or the X, or, or whether the movie is going to get an R, and it's like, well, if your movie has gay people in it, then it that's an, yeah, an that's R. an X. That's NC-17. That's, <laughs> that's an X. crazy. And like... Again, Your this character is, can't eat pussy. She, <laughs> talk, she talks about this on the on the show, but to say like, oh, Midnight Cowboy, which is you know a movie about like in it's about a lot of things, but it's about gay sex. It's about a gay relationship, and like you have, uh, like that one Oscars, like that, that was like a really critically acclaimed movie. But mm-hmm. then to like next year or five years later, be like. You can't make a movie like that. You, no, you know, you absolutely not. Like, it's, yeah, it's like weird. to go backwards to not even be like, okay, obviously this movie that won all these awards or whatever shows that we can allow for something like that. Just to like close the door and be like, there is none of that. We will be having none of Just that. Just cut it out of your movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, uh, you know, they talk about like European directors being like, oh, hey, what if we got an Oscar for this? Wouldn't that be cool? And then after they don't get one, they're like, why did I get excited about why this? Why did I care about this? <laughs> why, why do I care about this? Obviously, Americans are not going to give a shit about anything that is not like the biggest, dumbest thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is, yeah, I mean, you know, even true to this day, maybe. Yeah, so she goes into that, how the R rating was made for more artsy but adult films, and then how that got taken over by, or the X rating got taken over by um, 
literal just porn. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they made the NC-17 rating, which still like same really same shit. Yeah, yeah, it was a death sentence to a movie if you got mm-hmm. the NC-17 rating because Blockbuster wouldn't stock it, as Cam was joking about earlier. Yeah. And a lot of theaters uh, just and a lot of theaters just not show it. It's so it's funny because it's like. Just like, all right, we've deemed this not porn. It's like, well, the public conception is still that it is porn. You can't yeah. do anything about and that. You know, yeah. people Unless you release, you have to fucking put your money where your mouth is and put yeah. out an NC-17 movie, and but theaters wouldn't take it, so yeah, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The people with money, like, how are you going to watch this movie, right? Like, it's not like now where you can put it out on some streaming service or you can even put it up online or order directly or whatever. You can email you it to go someone. to a theater to see it. And if a theater that was a big chain didn't want to show it, then that was one less place that you could go. If you live in Kansas and the only theater is an AMC theater that you live an hour away from. And your priest could see you buying a ticket with his yeah. kids there. Yeah. <laughs> Someone uh, could see you. Ideally, your priest big, wouldn't have kids. A, a big focus <laughs> point in the 90s series Maybe was, I think, doctor, that, that, that transition uh-huh. to like home video being a market that people chased for that kind of thing where mm-hmm. they would release the R-rated cut and then they would release the VHS that had a little bit more, that had the scenes that they cut to make it get the R. Uh, and the fact that people were more comfortable going to a video store and renting something and watching it in their house as opposed to mm-hmm. going to the movie theater to buy a ticket where your priest might see you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's also why I feel like this has gone away, but you used to see on the like grocery store um like checkout lines this movie unrated version because yep. the the one that was theatrically released or was you know on tv was not the original version because it got cut for it yes um but anyway yeah, yeah. to the point when, when i was watching uh basic instinct i was wondering if i was watching the edited version or well, not you that, know what i mean the creative actually talks about that in that episode where the version that you watch today is the unrated version the only scene that they cut for the r-rated theatrical run was uh the main character eating pussy yeah like they joked about earlier Can't show that. they couldn't suggest that he went down on her in that movie That's even so though funny. she like, goes down on him in yes. the same scene yes. male yeah. pleasure is or is like allowed but female pleasure is like oh that's too racy yeah, yeah. yeah that's degenerate I think part of the idea fringe. is that no one could possibly be aroused by a sex act performed on men, but a sex act performed on women, that's pornography. Everyone <laughs> in the theater is already getting a blowjob now, so like it's not weird for them. <laughs> it's the, uh, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, a lot of that stuff was super interesting, and it's a lot of what I got out of this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I did really enjoy the the whole background on it, how you know, the next wave of feminism was coming up and how it was different from oh, yeah. previous versions of feminism, um, how there was a lot of backlash for the 80s and how Playboy was, like, writing angry articles about how <laughs> yeah. feminism is bad for men. Really great. The it's war between the, uh, uh, Playboy and Ms. Magazine is, yeah. it? is well, fascinating. Like somewhere yeah. in there she acknowledges that, like, those are the two publications that she has a lot of knowledge Yeah, with, she a, collects a them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... Those are her kind of touch points through a lot of the series, but it is very funny to continuously cite Playboy. It's like, in you know, a lot of cases there are the like male gaze conservative impulse, but in a, lot, a couple other positions they like oppose kind yeah. of some of the popular culture on the so, movie. Yeah. Or are weirdly, yeah. Oh, in the Thelma and Louise uh, episode, she goes into detail about how one of the Playboy columnists goes on this gigantic rant in his own column about how uh, if your wife tries to take your kids from you, like, she's part of the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, clearly his own experience the yeah. whole time. 
She's like, yeah, and he was oh going through a divorce. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, r- really interesting stuff. Um, I will admit that there were periods of time where everything she was saying just kind of washed over me. Um, partially because I was working, partially because she speaks in such a manner that it just becomes background noise. And she's me. just referencing like proper nouns that you just don't have the context for. Yeah, time, and I so. haven't watched these movies. The same like, thing happens the to me. Where I was worried. I watch are not these. I was worried for this episode because I was going to be like, if you guys started recounting the stories, and I was going to chime in, but I don't remember who or what. Especially because I've listened to all these this month too. It's like it all blends together, and you just yeah. If you don't have the con, that's the problem with an audio medium is like if you don't have the context of like what a guy looks like or what other movies he made or whatever, mm-hmm. you just don't. It's just a name to you, you know. Yeah. So speaking of just a name, um, the reason I picked the Drew Barrymore episode was because I was like, oh, Drew Barrymore. Yes, I know this person from ET. Uh, yeah. And so she. What's her name in ET? Scruggs or something? <laughs> Gertie. Gertie. <laughs> Some weird fucking name. Like Gertrude. Oh, I couldn't have told you that. Yeah. Uh, I only know yeah. that because she it's said insane. it over and over again. I don't remember Gertie. ET very well. I know I've seen it. Gertie. Well, that episode, people, like, she. she yeah, some... I got along with Leans with the mic and says, Googie. That was one of two episodes I didn't listen to, so I, I would have remembered it. Probably. Should check out. It is good. Like, there's one part that's extremely relevant in our culture where she references, like, like as a, a counterpoint to, like, Drew Barrymore doing, like, like topless magazine shoots is like she someone does the fucking thing of my kid walked in and saw this magazine and said why is gertie taking her shirt off which is like <laughs> that didn't happen yeah. i get the point you're trying to make but that is why no is fucking so way weird? yeah she's just my, why is gertie acting so weird ruth kind of forever yeah <laughs> fuck, fuck all the way off that didn't fucking happen um so uh Daddy, why is iron man gay <laughs> <laughs> That's why they don't show it. Uh, (laughs) Taking psychic damage. You can't follow this argument. I have too much psychic damage. (laughs) Um, So she goes into um, how Drew Barrymore was, you know, a child actress. Um, She had a bad lot in life. She comes from like an acting dynasty, but that acting dynasty abandoned her and her father, which I didn't know. Um, and then she kind of like tried to get back into it, but she was, you know, a kid and all the things that come with being a female child in Hollywood. Um, she was like in clubs and stuff like, yeah. And she was young and everybody was calling her like a little seductress. And I'm like, fuck's wrong with you. Yeah. Mm. It's fucked up. Yeah. Like she, um, took the, the book Lolita and used it as, you know, like a reference point because people were calling these yeah. young actresses, Lolitas, but missing the point of yeah. the book where Humber is an unreliable narrator, excusing his actions, yep. or, you know... A monster, yeah. bad person. Yeah, you know, like, they, they're completely missing the point in being like, she's a Lolita, and that means she's hot and sexy. What I liked you know, about that episode is the... the... Um, expedition of like she's like one actress wanted to be labeled a lolita and mm-hmm. one actress did not and like yeah. how that you know they both were trying to further their careers yeah and then the other actress ended up being like naked for PETA or something which is like yeah. Arguably, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe not arguably worse but arguably still bad <laughs> yeah that is a part of the episode where she's like you got owned later in your life after saying yeah. oh drew barrymore shouldn't be doing all this stuff and then appearing yeah. naked it's just like mm-hmm. It's there that clearly that 
the Karina's opinion about the whole thing. And like the way she phrases it is, is like not saying how she, what she thinks about it, but like implying what she thinks well, about it. Obviously she thinks Peter's bad, which yeah. it is. Yeah, it totally um, is. Yeah, yeah. But so she, you know, goes into all that talks. It's mostly about Drew Barrymore, but I forgot the, the name of the other actress. Yeah. Um, who, you know, was the opposite of Drew Barrymore. But, um, and then there's I the woman that know. is that another episode where where the woman like murders her. That's the same, yeah. That's a, is that the same actress? Yeah, no. This no, is there what was I was another was gonna girl who like murdered her. It's like the the husband had a an underage affair. girlfriend. Yeah, and, and then she kept that getting girlfriend... in fucking car accidents to see him because he was a mechanic. <laughs> yeah, it's Just ludicrous. Absolutely psychotic. That's a good name. And then the the girlfriend murders the wife. Mm-hmm. And then, like, spins it into an acting career. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Like, or like a she's public. Yeah, she was really <laughs> on that grind. She girl bossed her way yeah. into a murder acting career. Yeah. So it's just absolutely Slightly. fucking wild. So really, truly, <laughs> <laughs> truly slay. So all, all the stuff in this episode was, you know, depressing but interesting. Yep. Um, not necessarily the stuff that I really wanted to listen to, especially today when I was already in a pissed Definitely mood. Definitely the episode um, I said don't listen to. But did you say that? Yep. Yes. I'll Somewhere? pull up the exact fucking thing. I did not. <laughs> but it's fine. I, I like, was not there. Yeah. Today. But that's exactly why I didn't want you to do that one. Because I do find this interesting, but it's just not something that I would suggest you do listen to. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the other stuff didn't interest me just looking through titles because I had no idea what they were about. But yeah. um, I still, you know, I enjoyed the learning experience. Um, I don't think I would continue with this just because, like, this particular series is all about, you know, the feminism and sex and erotic sex. Culture, sex <laughs> culture of the 90s. And not that I'm not, not pro those things. It's just, like, not the thing I really care about. Yeah, um, totally. When I'm, you know, listening to video essays. Um, yeah, a lot of the video essays I watch that talk about, you know, feminism and, and shit like that are very current and not about the 90s. It's or... really not, not, I'm not trying to convince you to listen to it, but the fem, the landscape of feminism was so weird back then. Oh it's yeah, like... I know. Like there was a section where she was talking about what, um, one of the actresses was saying that, oh, well. Feminists are just, you know, really masculine and they don't shave their legs. Right. I'm not allowed to wear a dress if I'm a feminist. If you were going to listen to one more, you should really listen to the Thelma and Louise one. Yeah. Okay. They they really get into that because, like, especially, like, you were talking about Ms. Magazine and Playboy. Mm -hmm. That's, like, when they, like, draw battle lines around Mm -hmm. this movie and, like, the the cultural war that happens. Thelma and Louise will make me think about turkeys for the entire time because we have two... Or we had two local turkeys that were like just on the main drag in our our town for a while, and somebody we named all them did. Thelma. Yeah. yeah, we it's somebody named them Thelma and Louise, which is stupid because they were both boy turkeys. But anyway, no, that's actually very. It's good. actually very feminist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, good podcast. Karina's very smart. Yeah, um, I like but, hearing. That's the benefit of having a pre-written show we should start yeah. doing it for this one i think <laughs> we well, could do that for like do i no i can't i'm not I, smart I, enough to do it it can only be you <laughs> i've thought about doing an episode it's that's gonna, just a it, book report it's gonna be a it's gonna be a once a year thing like her show if i do that where she does one season a year is that how mm-hmm. she does it yeah you can there's a big gap in between each season oh, where i never she checked does, oh that's gonna hurt me when i get to luckily i have a whole backlog to get through yeah. so 
like so erotic 80s was 2022 erotic 90s is 2023 yeah mm-hmm. um so i i want to go next because mm-hmm. my allergies are really killing me and i'm all sniffly all over the place yeah that um, was it's so, springtime or sure summer, is. summertime I, I, I guess. Uh, my doctor told me to stop taking the things that make me able to handle this yep he said um, it's turning you gay he did <laughs> <laughs> He said, if you were going to take the gay pill, you have to stop taking the allergy pill. Wait. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So um, I was uh, on vacation this past week. I was uh, in Chicago for a combo break or something that I, I'm trying to do every year. I really enjoy. But um, I had no car this time. And one of the things about having no car uh, is that like, you kind of – get a nice opportunity to just walk and be with your thoughts a lot. And instead of doing that, I listened to you. Yep. <laughs> Fill your head with outdated nice. uh, facts about Hollywood. really nice. It made the walks go by, like, incredibly quick. Like, um, it was kind of, like, the state of Illinois is not designed to be walked through. No, it, there are there are sidewalks, but they don't they don't want you to use them. I don't think <laughs> any state is designed to be walked through. There, can, the state of Connecticut for, is way way more designed to be walked through than the state of Illinois. There is a sidewalk that goes up onto the bridge. Yeah, not that yeah, most people really want to do that. <laughs> Whereas, like you know, some baseball stadiums and airports, if you try to walk to them, they will kill you. Um, and they, like here, uh, so. Because it was so, it's so not designed for pedestrians. It takes a long while to get anywhere, even that's very close, because you have to like go over fucking overpasses and one-way streets and things like that. And so yeah, so you had me, a lot of time to listen. Yeah. So for me to get breakfast from my hotel, I would walk, and it was about a seventeen-minute walk, and then you know that that time back or whatever to get a Chicago-style hot dog omelet, that's right. a deep dish, uh, uh, scrambled deep eggs. Dish <laughs> uh, yes. So when I would do that, when I would do that in the morning, uh, I uh, and I was there for for four days. Um, I was listening to this podcast, and any time that I had a like kind of a nice walk from one location to another, whether it was to go eat or to go back to the hotel or something else that I needed to do because I had no car, I was always doing this. And I was uh, listening to you. you. Must remember this. And I had already started. Like I got a head start before I went on the vacation, so I was already a couple of episodes in. And by the time I am in Chicago walking around, I am listening to the Basic Instinct episode, which is uh, really good. I really, really enjoyed that one. That was a highlight for me. Also. Yeah. All the stuff about, um, oh, God, now I'm just blanking on her name. Uh, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone was fascinating because it seems like you're, you're going to be, like, so on her side. Or maybe this is different for me, but, like, she seems like she's going to be this really strong, like, you know, powerful woman actress, and mm-hmm. then she just comes across as like an asshole most of the time, in my yeah, opinion. I really like the excerpts yeah. from her biography that they yeah. uh, that uh, she reads later on. I wonder if it's like, and this is me looking at it from the lens of somebody listening to it way later. She, uh, Basic Instinct has a famous scene where um, uh, it's she, the thing you know about yeah, the movie, where she crosses and uncrosses her leg in the interrogation yes. room, and you can see um, her beaver. Yes. Um, so. I that became like the most famous thing about Basic Instinct, way more famous than the actual film itself. And I wonder if her desire hired Wayne Knight just because he could look the most flustered and the most sweaty. (laughs) And look, they nailed it. (laughs) Uh, So like in autobiographies and interviews and stuff like that, she's like, 
she's like, uh, I could have had that taken out of the movie or I could have stopped that and I didn't because I, I thought about how this was going to look in, in like at, after everything. And I wonder if that's someone with the benefit of 20 years of hindsight that's knowing definitely that, definitely yeah. her rationalizing it. I don't think... I think that, yeah, because I think that somebody looking at it then and being like, do I want to say that I advocated against the thing that is the I am the most famous for? Like, they, like this yeah, episode, it is a little they, bit of hindsight, in, yeah. In the they read a couple really good excerpts about that from mm -hmm. her own autobiography. And it's super interesting because she's like, yeah, they I, I could have had this taken out of the movie, but then, like, I thought about it a little bit more, and I it, she does still respect Paul Verhoeven mm -hmm. and his vision. And basically was like that's the, it was what is the he character some weird was. Dutch pervert yes but was he, <laughs> he's also the only one pushing the envelope in any kind of way well, at and the time. It, it just it, it it was what her character was and it was that she she basically said this but it was the what the character she fought so hard to play was mm -hmm. this sexually promiscuous character mm -hmm. and even though she didn't know exactly what she was putting on this on the film she was ended up being okay with it, mm -hmm. I guess, in hindsight, in the long run. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and um, interesting. It goes, this is you know, this is also a character who is like, who gets to be, uh, a, you know, an evil lesbian murderer and is never punished for it. And that's yeah. something that they they bring up. And that's yeah. like, that's like a, a step forward uh, in a lot of ways. In some ways, yeah, because yeah, she is a manipulating people via sex which mm -hmm. is kind of like a fucking bad trope yeah. and like mm -hmm. a overused um character trait but right yeah, the yeah. Idea there's, there's a different enough take to it that it mm -hmm. seems interesting i don't know yeah, yeah i i quite like that movie uh yeah. It definitely it, it, listening to this podcast does outline some of the things, especially yeah. within I, the popular culture of the time, and especially in retrospect now, seemed a little bit regressive or not particularly crazy. Good. I I enjoyed watching that movie, but I I do think it's very bad. Like the insane twist at the that, end um, and Michael Douglas I being think that a, the point that she makes that Karina Longworth makes talking about Basic Instinct is that like. The thing that is remarkable about it is 1,000% not the script. And she's like, she's talking about the, yeah. the hack dude oh, yeah. who wrote the script. And she's like, this guy really sucks. And his script is bad and stupid. And the dialogue is dog well, Didn't he also <laughs> write it in like response to like, he like made other movies that didn't make money. Yeah, and he was so, like, yeah, fine, I'll just like, fucking write this dog shit. And they're like, here's him. a million dollars. Self-plagiarizing his own works. To like, or like making it as a response to his previous movies, like incorporating plot points and putting them in different directions right. and uh, just oh, rearranging them. Also <laughs> fascinating. It was like the the highest sell, like the most a script had ever been sold for, like a screenplay or whatever. That was yeah. really interesting because, in Everyone my opinion, it's not not good. Yeah, but they wanted to talk about. Yeah, something that they talk about also is like the, the Hollywood blacklist, which is like a bunch of producers make a list of like the best scripts that like aren't being produced or whatever, uh, and like they have the top rank. And then you look at the list, and like a lot of them are movies that are like total dog shit, but they have like a <laughs> like a high concept premise. Do you guys remember that movie where Chris uh, Pratt? is like on a no. spaceship and everyone's in deep freeze and then yes he, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. and he wakes up he, he wakes up uh, like jennifer lawrence or whatever yeah that was on the blacklist that movie fucking sucks shit. god the funny thing about that is i would have seen that if it was starring anyone else both of them i don't, I don't like either of those dudes <laughs> yeah. so um the the basic instinct one really sticks out to me but the one yeah. that you suggested we listen to the most was the 
the Murphy Brown the one? The Murphy Brown one? I yeah. got to that. I listened to all of them, so I'm yeah. trying to think about which one you actually told us to listen yeah, to. Did you listen to the whole season I've so far? the whole season so far. Oh, well, that's like great. So I, I actually got right up to... Um, uh, what was the one you were listening to today, Alex? Uh, the Red Shoe. Yes, I also yeah, yeah. Right that was last shoes. week. So yeah, yeah, okay. So I got right up to, to that one. Yeah, I thought you'd really like the Murphy Brown one because it has that. I loved it. it yeah. The Murphy Brown one was great because the thing that I love talking about, and you, you'll hear me do it all the time on this show, mm. is that I love to talk about the cultural context. Like, what does this movie or this TV show or whatever coming out at this time mean for the culture at large? Like. Oh well, that's this whole podcast or this yeah, whole this, series, at least. So, definitely. I'm really happy you get you had us do this. Like that, that was what we had to experience, and like, you know, uh, you get so many like little pieces of like what is allowed and what people think the audience wants at this point, and what people uh, think the, the the culture needs at this point. Because you could really shift the culture with a movie or a TV show at the time. It made a big difference. Now there's too much noise. Yeah, Demano culture, man. Just shift the culture with a movie. You have to also have like you have to have like a bunch of movies or a bunch of shows that are all kind of taking the same stance or same stylistic type, which will happen because people love to rip each other off. But like, um, or like a really easily accessible piece of media that everyone's kind of already on board with, like right. like yeah, Game I, of Thrones or like yeah, a, like I mentioned Marvel earlier. Yeah, yeah, the Marvel they just stuff. Have so but they have no it. opinions in those movies. Yeah, so it they never changes anything. Point. I mean, having a Having no opinion is the same as having an opinion. Yeah, it's just like, here's Uh, milk. Here's here's room temp milk. You're like, oh, it's... Yeah. It's not great. Could be be colder. Maybe one day I'll I'll try to do the Witcher books, which try to hammer in very much like neutrality is a stance. Yeah. Neutrality is picking a side. Neutral of you. Yeah. It's a like, great episode. It, it, it hits draw. different when it's from Poland. They're yeah. like, hey, yeah. hey, Switzerland, can you help us? No. <laughs> I have no opinion. Oh. <laughs> We're we, neutral. We got to watch that Futurama episode if we do that. <laughs> I fucking love all of that. So I really enjoyed uh, going through this, and it was a, a very nice uh, companion for these walks the entire weekend or when I was in the airport coming home. Um, oh, Nick, are we going to skip right past the weird politics guy? Yeah, we got to no, talk about no, Murphy no, Brown a little bit. I was, I was okay. in the middle of talking about it, then I got distracted. Yeah, so, yeah all right. Uh, so the Murphy Brown episode is great to me because it digs into, like, three separate things I love to talk about. Yeah. Um, I Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love to talk about stupid politics idiots who don't actually have anything to say. Yeah. So they, they are like... Uh, you know, Ron DeSuckass is a great example. Uh, we have yeah. him. We have <laughs> talked right about now. Ron DeSuckass last week. I guess. Next yeah. president Second of the United States, Ron oh. DeSuckass. Yeah. <laughs> president DeSuckass. God damn. Ron DeSuckass has no ideas. He has no good car ideas, and because of that, he <laughs> will. He all he can do is like react to TV and the internet. And, and, like, because of that, he's getting on, like, the, oh, you know, Disney had uh, two uh, Nazi cops kissing, but they were women. So uh, so now he's, he's like, I'm going, to, I'm going to delete Disney from the state of Florida. Yeah. And, yep. like, that, he, he's doing that not because, like, like because I mean, he's, like, just acting on the id of whatever it is. But he's not it's trying It's even to... better because first, like, he was like, okay, the, Repu- the Republicans told me to hate gays, so we hate gays now. And then Disney was like, I have no opinion about this. Mm-hmm. And then Disney's workers were like, 
what the fuck Disney have an opinion about it? And they were like, oh, okay, I Gaze guess we don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gaze so okay. fucking bizarre. Sign over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. They're yeah. gauging the audience reaction, moving the sign yeah, upside. Yeah, yeah, Gaze absolutely. good, so, bad. So, what are we doing here? So, and then uh, he was like, no, yeah. kick, kick so, Disney so out. So Ron, Ron DeSuckass trying to fight Disney, the dumbest thing anyone could possibly do. I think he's, my favorite like, thing, he, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Part of why he's doing this is because he doesn't like, He's not offering people material change. If you're a person living in Florida, Ron DeSuckass talking sorry. about uh, <laughs> Ron DeSuckass talking about like I'm going to I'm going to make Disney unwoke and then I'm going to sink them into the swamp. Like that's not that's not going to affect you materially. He's not talking about like fucking taxes or school districts or your, the the money or housing or whatever. Anything that, really yeah. Anything that could matter. Not to important to a poor person. By kicking Disney out, it would actively sabotage the state. Yeah, what certainly, it's certainly a, money a possibility. There. And you know what? I think that a lot of Republicans, uh, and you know, uh, this is not just a Republican thing. You Democrats will do it too. But like, um, when politicians don't have anything to offer anyone, they start talking about how the culture is wrong. Family and values. We need to go back to family values. Family yes. values. So Republicans. Uh, That's such a dogless lie. Yeah, I, I, it does make my skin crawl. Anytime the worst. Says the worst thing. Morality, ever. decency, or family values. Literally, my mom used to term red flag family values. It's funny that they all mean fucked up. Wanted to kill myself. So bad. It's like you have to have two kids in a red wagon. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck so, you, fucking. Yeah. Family so values. they were talking about how the character Murphy Brown on the show, Murphy Brown, was a like businesswoman who liked to have sex so she has Single she decides that she's going to raise a baby that she is pregnant with on her own and this was like a big you know television event it's the kind of thing you do to get ratings and all that but it was like a season three like last minute thought too uh-huh. like just totally, i don't know this sounds good yeah and put then, that up there well we need something big for the last last season so yeah. their their thought process i like just listen to this episode Perfect. yeah but their it's thought process was like uh what other challenges could this woman have she's done everything in the workplace through mm-hmm. our our plot lines so mm-hmm. like oh well what if you know yeah. what if we made her and so it's not like a it, it's not like a terrible idea at all but like the idea that so you know dan quayle gets up for like a vp debate or whatever or it's at some convention or something and he's like well the, the reason like the that people are poor is because they're he's like single, looking around the room. Yeah, <laughs> he's like lamp. I think it's because of lamp. It's because there are single mothers. And look, there there's television saying that being a single mother is okay. They're glorifying. Oh my yes. god! It's Not trendy. only does he say television, he's name checks yes, Murphy Brown, right. the character Murphy Brown. That just blew my fucking mind. Of like, I mean, it's it's hack to do this, but you know, like fucking if Trump was just like. It's Ned Stark that's causing a lot of our problems. Well, <laughs> like, I what really, the fuck I, are you I, talking maybe about? Maybe it was because in the same episode, um, Karina had already invoked the Clintons, but um, this isn't really related at all, but I kept thinking about Hillary saying, Pokemon, go to the polls. Yeah, it's exactly... Yeah. It's, it's so... Uh, it's I mean, it's even, like you were even, saying before. It's like, that shit doesn't fucking matter to anybody. It yeah, doesn't do anything. It's just like signifiers. It doesn't have anything... Tan- it doesn't have anything like tangible, like anything real that you could touch or that would actually affect your life. And even like even Bush himself is not was not um, uh, like H.W. Uh, Bush anyway, because we're talking about Quail. So um, 
he, even he did that stupid thing where he says, well, I want the White House family to be more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. Yeah, and that's right. It's like, what does that, what does that mean? <laughs> what the mean fuck shit. are you talking about? Fucking and also, anything. the Simpsons are like a regular family. Like, yeah. this thing. It's funny how subversive the Simpsons were back when that Absolutely came wild. Out. The father says no. <laughs> that's how not right. milkshakes after church. Rusty <laughs> <laughs> chocolate milkshake. So, like, yeah, I love talking about stuff like that. I love hearing about stuff like that, like this intersection of politics and culture where uh you know a, a stupid ass politician is like doing a pop culture reference to explain how this he's going to change something that he is not actually going to do anything to actually yeah change. and like not so subtly signaling how he feels about certain racial groups yeah, poor people yeah. Or racial single groups, mothers right? yeah, yeah poor people blah 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 but and like they do go over in that episode about how it's definitely just written by somebody else who mm-hmm. You know, just grab so something that was in the popular. Yeah, and so th- this, there are two other things that I love that are get, get talked about in this episode. One of them is what happens when a TV show goes on too long. Uh, and yeah. uh, like they talk about how Murphy Brown had already like you know done all these things. And then Murphy Brown gets mentioned by Dan Quayle, and they're like, "Well, now we got to do a joke about him every episode." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah we, we just get dragged for a whole season. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of uh, it reminds me of like the things that were happening with Thirty Rock, where they're uh, like, "What if uh, you know this, there's this politician who like looks exactly like one of the actors we already have? Yeah. We have to make fun of him. We even though it's making him more popular, we got to make fun of this guy." Uh, or that how NBC was merging with Universal at the time. It's like now our whole plot line is about this. Uh, now our whole plot line is about NBC getting bought by uh, or General Electric getting bought by uh, Comcast. It was what was happening. And, and also the Murphy Brown thing of like, like you're saying about a TV show going on too long. It's like, oh, we're, we're out of ideas. What, what can we change about the show? It's like, mm-hmm. all right, the core premise is that she's an independent, Woman. single yeah. female professional. Let's give her a baby. Like, yes, it's yes, like, yes, okay, absolutely. now you've, you've, you've fundamentally yeah, yeah. added the thing that made the show unique. In the, I mean, it is still unique, but it's like truly zagging. Mm-hmm. Like when you, you're, you know, yeah. like. Moving it's, away from you, maybe what people liked about the show. Yeah, the you have gone on to It's a show about adults and not a family. Yeah. Um, and then the, the last thing is the thing I want to talk about the most, and then I'll shut up and hand this over to Alex, which is that uh, the star of, uh, of Murphy Brown was married to uh, French director Louis Malle. Oh, yeah. This is just is, such a big wrinkle. that. Just... Uh, who is like, he was, you know, an art film director, but he hated LA and she was filming Murphy Brown in LA. So they don't uh, spend a lot of time together. And then like when they were off, when they weren't shooting Murphy Brown, they would like spend their time together in Paris. And she of course goes to all his movie premieres and he does, he does art films that do sometimes do well domestically, but are mostly for the European audience. And so he makes this one called damage, which is about uh, a British parliamentarian sleeping with uh, his son's fiance, yeah. and it is a like, politician you know, sex scandal. Like yes. it's, it's yeah. just yes. so exactly. on the so like yeah. on the nose for what's happening in the fucking United States. Well, yeah, like, like Clinton just oh. had his first one that he was able to shrug off, and yeah. then of course had his second one a couple years later. <laughs> she was she did talk. A, I forgot to mention she talked a, a whole bunch about made a point to talk about Clarence Thomas mm-hmm. in a lot of this and how he was, hate hearing about that stupid asshole. Oh fucking God, hate it. which yeah. one was? He's a Supreme Court guy. It's for the guy who uh, Mr. Uh, President Joe Biden uh, defended in, in court when uh, he was accused. What of was his scandal? Well, then oh, okay. senator, but yes. Now, now, um, so now Clarence Thomas is, is you know under a whole now, lot of now Clarence Thomas has like literally more power than anyone else to ruin the country, and he's been doing it. 
Yeah, so yeah, he keeps taking money from rich donors and not uh, disclosing it, among other things. And he was also, you know, like in a sex scandal at the time where he was being confirmed to the court. And she goes into that because that was in this time period. Yeah, just in... Yeah. I don't even remember that part. There's, there's a lot discussed in that intro episode, for sure. I think she talked a bit about it in the Drew Barrymore episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Or it's on an upcoming one. Because one thing she mentions on the Blank Check episode, she's like, oh, yeah, I, this was originally going to be a seven-episode series. Now it is 15 episodes because there's too much I wanted to yeah. talk about or something nice. like that. It's I don't think that's the right number, but it's I think it's wicked long, which I'm excited for. So... um yeah, like I love this whole intersection of the the whole politician sex scandal thing. Like he's obviously making this movie with a point, but he's also doing it like if you want to look at it not about the culture, he's also making this movie damage about uh like you know you can look at it from a personal stance of like a guy who because he's so used to getting everything he wants like just does not ever consider how his actions are affecting other people. And the movie, as she describes it, makes a point to say that this is, was not some supernatural seductress who was so hot that anyone could have fallen for her. She was just a normal girl that this yeah. guy happened to find her. Uh, she really, she really uh, describes it uh, well in mm-hmm. like uh, towards the end of the movie that uh, once his life has been ruined mm-hmm. by this woman, he sees her again and she's just a regular lady. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's really good. Yeah. I really thought that episode was going to take a turn. I mean, these are obviously history, but like, I really thought it was going to be about Dan Quayle having a sex scandal, like, mm-hmm. and just really yeah, mirroring. The, yeah, yeah. He does, he's not into that stuff. He's into the family values. <laughs> he's a, he is a stupid dipshit who is not like who is not even excited. <laughs> <laughs> he only fucks his wife and doesn't watch TV. Uh, so I loved ta- hearing them talk about this art film and how nobody in America liked it, and you know, maybe it sucks. I haven't seen it, but like. It's I love because I love to joke about you know uh, how hey I really li- I really like this uh, French film you guys should watch it and how it's Le Cinema Pervert and, yeah yeah uh, running bit of yeah. Nick's favorite stupid <laughs> foreign movies yeah. we're all just like nope nope sounds gross <laughs> nope boring yeah, but sounds sounds disgusting and yeah. also stupid. for this podcast series to like uh, specifically highlight this weird uh-huh. art film to, to get exactly into the thing that I I love to yeah talk about. yeah I was trying desperately not to mention that but overtly suggesting that nick listen to this episode <laughs> because i i thought it yeah. did have all, all your favorite stuff in it with the politician stuff and the tv referencing and but yeah of course the cinema prepare it features heavily in this episode so so uh i got some notes i want to go through and then i'm gonna throw this to Alex. all right it's just a bunch of like stray thoughts um the, i just have the word enunciation written down but we already went through that yeah. do it check um, Pretty Woman was released by Disney, and in 1990, like they were. Was it under it, their Touchstone? No, brand? this was Disney. Just straight it's, up, it was right Disney. before it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Castle. so what the? Uh, yeah, actually did that. So like, it did. makes me think that around that time, also another movie we talked about on this podcast, The Straight Story by David Lynch, was also a Disney movie, which mm. is not a traditionally Disney movie in the sense that check out our director. It has cuts yeah, it also. has mm. like you know, themes for adults in it and regret. And it's a story about an old man. It's directed by David Lynch and it's based on a true story and all that stuff. It is a Disney movie in the sense that it has, that is, it is a, an uplifting story with a good, with like a, a feel good spiritual ending in the same way that a uh, pretty woman is pretty woman has a Disney ending, but like, you know, because it is about a hooker, it is not like, uh, yeah. yeah. And it's, not only that, like that, maybe you could get away. It definitely glamorizes like, mm-hmm sex work which can be dangerous but you know do whatever you want but like it also has like a very erotic 
sex scene in it, which mm-hmm. I was not expecting when I was watching the movie because it is really Disney-y mm-hmm. for the whole time until very that. Very fairy tale, like, yeah. almost. And um, uh, when we were talking about the Blank from Hell episode, it made me think about how uh, one of my coworkers, Steph, used the phrase single white femaling someone yeah. uh, and how that is still like floating around in the lexicon because I instantly knew what she was talking about. And like, uh, I, how like sometimes a movie is just a, a quick, um, like, it's like a way to explain a concept quickly. Like you can just say the movie and no, then everyone knows what you're talking about immediately yeah. without getting into the, it's like, oh, are you going to kill me and replace my identity? Or is it like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is some fight club shit. Yeah, this is some fight club shit. Or like, I'm going to gone girl you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real specific That's a threat. big threat to gone girl. So it's also a confusing threat. <laughs> um, uh, I wrote down that I hate hearing about Clarence Thomas, which I already said. Yeah. Uh, the panopticon around female stars got better and worse than it was now because, like, on one hand, uh, people aren't asking you for fucking magazine interviews anymore, mostly. Right. Still well, magazines don't exist. It's so very yeah. rare. Now you have to do a uh, GQ, but, Google. Um, you have to be your own publicist. Like, you have a fucking Instagram and, and uh, yeah. Twitter and stuff. So that's worse than that you have to do all this be shit yourself your and you're boss. still expected to be oh. Set your own hours. Uh, uh, present everywhere. But on the other hand, there's no market for like the kind of like paying attention to everything that a 17 year old does as much. I mean, mm. it still happens, but it's like really. Well, it's all it's self like, What's this TikTok star? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to hear about Jake Paul instead. Yeah. Uh, and then I really enjoy the way she says, "Join us, won't you?" Yeah, that's, and that's good. It. That's all I have written down. I enjoy, I'm happy good. that we uh, happy that we did this cam. It was a very unique episode, and I think it would make yeah. something interesting for the show. It's Alex, neat. what did you think of? You must remember mm. this. Well, when Cam suggested 90s. that we're, we do a podcast for the show, um, I, of course, had to start at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> and instead of the, Oh, no. They've been doing this show for years, so I did not start at the beginning. But um, a lot I, in scrolling through the feed before, you, you specifically brought forward the erotic 90s series. Yeah. But uh, in scrolling through this, I saw a bunch of stuff on the erotic 80s series that she'd done the previous year that I was super interested in and a couple of the movies that we talked like Fatal Attraction I think is the 80s yeah it is it's just on the tail end I think I'm Um, definitely going to check out that whole series I'm going to go back in time I I went to the beginning of that one and I I listened for all the 80s movies (laughs) oh wow Um, but a lot of that stuff was super interesting and it touches on some of the more rough stuff that Seb was talking about there were multiple instances of child brides like I mentioned uh, somewhere (laughs) previously that's fucking Um, crazy yeah and a lot of like the uh, 1982 episode on uh, teen sexploitation, as she calls it, but like the um, kind of uh, raunchy teen movie. Oh, phrase. yep, yep, yep. And a lot of that stuff was super interesting and also pretty rough because it's like, oh, these were ac- we're still kind of actual children in these movies. Is this like this isn't like Animal House or whatever? Right? Um, they uh, the ones that they cover, they talk about Porky's. I don't oh, know oh, yeah, yeah. Last American Virgin, <laughs> Fast Times at Richmond High, and then I think later on they talk about Risky Business as kind of a like probably second... four for four sexual assault movies. Yeah, or well, a lot of stuff yeah. that absolutely doesn't hold up at all, and then the context behind that, which is somehow worse. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, they they were fourteen when they filmed this and they really wanted you to think that they showed their naked bodies in this movie yeah and it's like oh they used a body double for like a couple of the nude scenes but all of the marketing was trying to make you think that that was actually there it's like trying to body. get people in the door yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- there was a part in the drew barrymore episode where drew was like 
I wish they hadn't used a body double for me because I don't believe in body doubles. Yeah. But she was like so offended. She, she was considered from an her adult mother. by the state of California. Yeah, I, yeah I, at this, like 15. And yeah. she's like, well, I'm considered 18. I'm like, no, you're still a child. Yeah. There's so many. She's like, for where, some reason, the studio didn't want to. Yeah, this is all pretty like rough stuff, and it was kind of a hard listen. But I really liked a lot of what a lot of the context behind this was super interesting because like a lot of those movies are uh, maybe from a certain subset of people that you don't want to talk to uh, still kind of beloved. Classic. It's like oh yeah, it's like the boys will be boys. It's the teenage sex movies. It's like you can probably still talk to a couple fifty year olds that are like oh I love that movie. Yeah. And it's like, mm, oh. yeah, I've never checked any of those out because now, or at least the people yeah, I a lot listen of it's to, like, oh no, you never. Want yeah, to, yeah, people are like, oh, remember that shit? Oh, Jesus! <laughs> like, uh, what was that movie? Weird Science is referenced oh, yeah. a lot. It's like that was weird. Like, I always weird, think of Revenge of the Nerds is the one. That yes, like, yes, oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yep. Don't ever want to watch. It's this Revenge movie. of the Nerds, Weird Science, Porky's. I think yeah. are the three that yeah. I would I would say. Um, but uh, ten poles that, of that. Uh, through my kind of path through the '80s movies, I also really like. There's a a later one about Kevin Costner and his emergence as like the heartthrob for a couple of years. Mm. It, was, it was super interesting. The postman interesting. himself. The postman. A lot of his like like he had like a uh, a couple of his movie like No Way Out. He was like a sexy general and like like a couple other ones that were super interesting. He just plays sexy job every well, and, day. Sexy yeah, job. and uh, Karina has some really interesting like personal story stuff about that about like how. She didn't really get Kevin Costner until like a couple movies in, and then it kind of crystallized for her. Um, and then, oh, all right, and then one more for the '80s one. This is the 1989 episode, right before they she jumps into the '90s series. Yeah. Um, this one is all about um, Soderbergh or Soderbergh's whoever this uh, fucking guy uh, is. His first film, Sex, Lives, and Videotape, mm. which is about great title. Yeah. Um, which is about a a guy who uh, films women giving their like confessions about their sex life, uh, and then he gets off to it, which is like a real. Yeah. But um, it's uh, kind of juxtaposed with the real story of Rob Lowe's sex tape. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is super interesting and. Uh, all that stuff was like really cool. Like I didn't really, I knew Rob Lowe had, did some weird fucked up stuff, but I didn't really know much about it personally. And my favorite uh, Doughboys guest. Yeah, <laughs> I mostly know Rob Lowe for his NFL hat. <laughs> that's talking about not taking a stance. That's the ultimate not taking a stance. Yeah. Wearing a hat to a football game that just says NFL on it. I am neutral that. about the whole thing. <laughs> Rob Lowe like was a heartthrob weirdly and it's like yeah. I, it wasn't my generation like my, I was um, talking about this with uh, my mom recently and uh, for some reason Rob Lowe came up and I talked about the NFL hat uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she's like oh yeah he was he was a he was a heartthrob he was hot yeah and it's like oh, weird okay. yeah he's, he's a weirdo and uh, I only know him from Parks and Rec really and he's yeah. got a weird sex tape. Um, but uh, to get into the 90s, I really enjoyed going back through the 80s stuff because it was less stuff that I knew about, even though a lot of the 90s stuff was a blind spot for me too. But Yeah, yeah, um, I can't wait to check it out. Tracking I really... that back through 
like an even another whole generation behind was really interesting because it's it builds on itself really nicely, which is kind of why I wanted to go back. She does further. keep referencing the '80s series, and I'm like, yeah, ah, I didn't so listen to it that, must yeah. have been nice to have that context. Yeah, it was it's nice all about context, all, baby. How, how all the like politics have, had really evolved, or kind of seeming seeming like they evolved and then kind Just of went back. Fucking mutated. This. There's a real interesting pendulum swing in the culture where like. The fact that these kind of erotic thrillers could come out and like seemingly push the boundaries and seemingly show a side of women that the mass that kind of bucked the conservative trends of the time, and then people saying no, actually those conservative trends are good. We need to go back to those. Yeah, was a big thing in the '90s series. Yeah, and what like, episode is it that someone's pushing for pure the return to Puritan values? Is that the same one as I Family think, Values? I think one that is the um, the. Uh, the Dan Quayle, yeah. She did mention a a um, a cardinal of Los Angeles or something who was trying to do that. He was trying to get the Hayes Code or something like it put back. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All, one of those fucking weird mm. fucking stances that you take yeah. for some reason. Because you are a sex creep and you'd like to draw people's attention away from it. Yeah. Usually. Usually. I have never had sex with my wife. Okay. It's like, like, actually, that makes me want to investigate you more. (laughs) You fucking weirdo. It really is uh, accuse your enemy of that which you are guilty. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the 90 series um, has uh, uh, touched on uh, a a really awful piece of human slime, Harvey Weinstein, a couple times. Oh, sure. Every one of those stories, I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) But it's all like too interesting to turn away from really like oh man they really dig into clint eastwood too yeah oh that one um i couldn't remember what episode that was and i was like that was my other pick for that episode would you remember what episode that was uh i believe that was the uh it was right after the fatal attraction maybe maybe it's so Quinn Eastwood like had this mistress who was he was basically like living or she was living with him Mm -hmm. and then like he like you know kicks her to the door. She was making movies. She was a director, and then like he basically has her blacklisted. Claims that oh, they no, have no relation. It is, it is uh, the actress that everyone wants to fuck. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, just completely like destroys her career. She sues him. He like gives her you know makes a deal with her that's like oh you can make any movie you want under my label. Yeah. Or this label I have um, you know a good. Uh, in with because I'm fucking Clint Eastwood. I basically built this label mm-hmm. and then just like tells the label don't let any of her movies get made. So she's just like put in this playpen of just like getting to develop these ideas but it never gets yeah, it's put like, made. Yeah, like oh you can do your little project sweetie. It yeah. is like the, the yeah. grossest most condescending shit ever. Yep, it's so awful and she has like no ground to stand on because they weren't technically married or anything. It was just like this fucked up, uh, what a monster that guy. But yeah, I, I'm I'm just recounting like interesting stuff that happens on this podcast. But I really I, I liked it a lot, and it was super interesting to go through and get a lot of this weird backstory because a lot of this, like at the very least, almost all of these were movies I had heard of and knew a little bit about within kind of where I thought it sat in the cultural context, or at the yeah. very least, I knew a Simpsons joke about. Yes, <laughs> the Simpsons was airing about. in the nineties. Uh, before I watched it, the only thing I knew about Basic Instinct was uh, the parody of the crotch scene with uh, Groundskeeper Willie, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a really funny scene on the early on in The Sopranos where uh, 
um, Chris and his uh, friend are watching for that scene and like pausing. Trying to pause it on a fucking VHS or whatever the fuck. Um, But yeah, I know I really like this. Uh, They cover a lot of movies that I was into, a lot of movies that I am interested in, and a lot of movies that I think were. Uh, are weird and flawed in specific ways, and it's fun to kind of figure out or hear about why exactly that was like that. Yeah, I, I definitely advocate for watch. A movie can be bad narratively, bad problematic, badly produced, badly shot, badly acted, but it still can be fun and informative to watch. Yeah, it, and so. I think Karina does a great job of saying, like, a lot of these are worth watching, and you maybe should watch them, even though she fully gets into many times how some of these are like absolutely uh, bad movies or just have reprehensible content, but could be are interesting pieces of cinema. She takes kind of a, an even keeled approach to it. Yeah. The, like. the red shoe diaries episode is a really good example of that. Cause it's just complete like pulpy trash pitched as, Oh, this is what this is women, kind of TV women, this is watch. women erotica. It's like, okay, so it's sure. And then it's like, a powerful shirtless man seducing uh, a powerless woman into his male fantasy. And it's well, like, oh, well, really wait a minute. Like, <laughs> she, she talks about one individual episode of the show because the, the Red Shoe Diaries was a pilot that was turned into a movie that then got spun off into a TV series. The context behind that was all super interesting because the director wanted to make it a movie to sell it to Europe or to sell it to overseas markets but also wanted it to be a pilot and wanted to pitch it for a TV series. Yep. Um, the one episode that she outlines, or one of the episodes that she outlines besides the initial pilot, uh, was this woman confessing that she had uh, feelings for a guy who was across the, like worked in the office across the way, like across the street. So they like would see, would lock eyes with each other, but they had like a kind of steamy romantic exchange mm. um but it was she makes a very funny point where it's like she feels guilty about this and uh she's like they thought that no woman would ever stay late at work because they needed to work like yeah. they, that's she the had only reason she works <laughs> a weird affair with a weird <laughs> a man across yeah, like, the hall it does show well, the, yeah, like, the, the writers know. presumed that this is why she yeah. would have to be working late and like that. you know they they talk about like the the male writer for this being like i wanted to to focus on female stories it's like okay you're female you're halfway, erotica you're yeah. halfway there you're like, almost you, doing it you have like yeah it's illicit and it's like you know going against the norm and like yes this these things can be erotic and sexy but you're also kind of still coming at it from a little bit of a backwards perspective i definitely am in that specific episode the red shoe diary she talks about um uh, x files a lot which is interesting um but also how this series red shoe diaries kind of connects forward to sex and the city eventually and i really i assume she's going to cover that on one of these episodes because it's a big landmarks piece of TV for this specific kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Looking ahead, there's an Eyes Wide Shut episode coming up, and I am, oh, man, that's going to be I like, have never seen yeah. an episode of Sex and the City, but just given her coverage on the Red Shoe Diaries specifically, I'm super interested in what she has to say about that. Yeah. Because even just in mentioning it a few times in this episode, uh, it seems like it does a much better job at what they were going for here <laughs> from a, yeah. a realistic perspective. I've never heard of, like, guys watching uh sex in the city for like sex appeal yeah there i mean there definitely is some of that in that show but not 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, they do it's a better more, job of it being. It's not a show for. Oh, I don't know. Even well, that's bad to say. Now, it's not a show for men or whatever. They say, one of the things that the director for uh, Red Shoe Diary specifically said was like, oh, yeah, this is. The men will watch it because you're going to get to see something. <laughs> and the women will watch it because the stories are, you know, steamy and emotional. <laughs> it's like just the stupidest. It has love life. for women and sex for men. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, shut up, dude. <laughs> women but, don't like sex. They like romance. Nope. They hate it. Mm-hmm. They like. Uh, enemies to friends. There's so much of, of men presuming <laughs> what like, women might like and all of this, and it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, there's a lot really of stuff is. there. I was, something I was thinking about, especially in the Blank from Hell episode, when they talk about how uh, one of the stars of Twin Peaks went to do The Temp, as I'm thinking about, like, oh, yeah, Twin Peaks was, like, really, like, it's not a sexy show, but it is, like, it's constantly talking about show. how a a teenager in Laura Palmer was doing all this illicit sex stuff and, you know, like, you know, absolutely prostituting herself for cocaine and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about, like, how this was, like, the biggest hit on primetime television yeah. in, in the well, early it's 90s. It's all that soap opera DNA in there. Yeah. Oh, God, there's so much in there. There is so much, and that, that was definitely there for They even the have, day, like, but... fan service episodes and stuff. When That's they true. go to, like, mm-hmm. infiltrate the red, the... Yeah, the, yeah. The, what is it? One-Eyed Jacks? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another thing I was thinking about. Like, you can definitely get an idea of, like, what the culture is really, like, going through through just watch, listening to these. And I know that's her idea. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I was really happy with this. Yeah, it was a blast. I was happy you guys listened yeah, to it. Only, my only bummer is that I did not get to fully catch up. I, I'm, I had to skip ahead a little bit to fit in the one of the episodes you wanted us to listen to i was like yeah maybe if i had an extra two or three hours today i would have ca- fully caught up but i really wavered on which episodes to pick too because i didn't want it to rely so heavily on seeing the the specific movie or whatever yeah i think her descriptions do a, a pretty decent job like even for the movies i had seen hearing her kind of recap the key moments of the movie i was like oh yeah that's pretty charitable to what the movie was. yeah i've never seen murphy brown and i yeah. i haven't seen red shoe diaries and those were two that i was like yeah oh, and they're these pretty are good pretty episodes. good use of clips uh, yeah to just i, like, I wish there were more get, a, get the point across or be like this is the important moment from this movie and then playing like a minute of the movie yeah it's or like, like oh, here's what the thesis was here's a dialogue scene from the movie you can see how they <laughs> co- completely are at odds i here. do really really wish that she in outlining how much the script of um basic instinct sucked um the like buddy cop character in that movie does say she has the that magna cum laude pussy <laughs> <laughs> Which, Which I really, really wish. I said wish. that last week and nobody thought it was funny. <laughs> I, mean, I really wish that had been shoehorned into that episode. So, uh, it, it has stuck with me so much as an insane that piece of writing. That movie has some fucking bizarre lines, but it's all. That's the director's vision. <laughs> she give me magna till I come up. Sex. <laughs> 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 So let's uh, let's move forward. Let's look, look ahead. Uh, we have a guest episode coming up next week. Wow! This is something that was yeah, really to us. No uh, this is actually someone we hooked because of Alex's appearance on another podcast, "The Tales from the Backlog." What? Really paying off. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna be on. You must sure remember this listening. next week. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm the first guest, an uninformed 27 year old. Six. So. Uh, I believe this was Matt. I've got it up right here. 
Uh, so Matt wrote in asking us to play the video game Hi-Fi Rush. He gave us some options, and this is yep, what we But we this picked. is the one we're picking. The other ones were Ants 2, uh, Scooby-Doo, and the fucking... Uh... So, yes. <laughs> um, the other one was a Venom Let There Be Carnage or a Gorillas out in Cracker Island. Uh, we, uh, we, we chose Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush is on Game Pass right now, if I remember correctly, so we will not have to pay for it, which is good, because we're still in no money May. Oh, yeah. yep. gonna be in no days. money twenty twenty. Yeah, it's it's no money. Instead of hot girl summer, it's broke broke girl summer over here for sure. <laughs> so we are uh, going to be playing Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush is like a rhythm combat action game. It looks like it's like pop punk two thousand nine mm, turned into yeah. a video game. I and believe it's, this I'm is from Tango GameWorks, mm-hmm. folks behind the Evil Within two. Yeah, wow, it's so cool that they yeah. went in such a. I different believe direction. they did Sunset Overdrive also. Oh, I guess they're not. Which is not that more similar <laughs> to this. I think that's not that weird. I guess nobody well, correct me. Um, <laughs> don't don't worry, <laughs> Alex. You're wrong. I don't, I don't know. But uh, we will be diving into that next week. So thank you for listening, and. Uh, so next week's Hi-Fi Rush, and uh, join us, won't you, for that one. All right. We'll see no you more week. sex. Nighties. No more sex. Sex is, that was our Sorry. one episode the on sex. The are over. <laughs> sex is dead. <laughs>